friends. Welcome back to another episode of In No Hurry. I'm your host, Cole Douglas Claiborne. Happy to be back with you guys for another episode. This week, we are rounding out our April athlete features. This month, I've been featuring athletes whose seasons or careers have been impacted by COVID-19, and we saved the best for last because this week, I get to have my senior girls tennis players for my high school team that I was going to finish up coaching this spring. This was going to be my last season coaching as well. Obviously, these girls are missing out on their senior season, and these girls were the very they were freshmen on the very first team that I had whenever I was the head coach at Wrights High School in Evansville. So obviously, they mean a lot to me. They're very, very special individuals, not just as tennis players, but they're great students and great people as well. And I just thought, since they weren't able to have a traditional senior night, what better way to honor them than to be able to have them come on here and just reflect on some of their favorite memories and me as well to reflect on the favorite memories that I have with them as players and as people and the the three years that I was able to coach them. So I hope you guys will enjoy hearing from them. If you've ever played a sport at all, especially high school sports, you know the community that comes with playing for your high school team. And as they talk about, it, it's not just playing the sport, but your friends are rooting, your, rooting you on, your parents and grandparents, maybe they went to that school, they're rooting you on. And there's just so much to high school athletics. And so this conversation, I think, highlights the best of that. And I love these girls so much. I was so happy to get to have them on and hope you guys will enjoy this episode as well. So here are my senior girls tennis players, Abby Walling, Ashlyn Belmere, Rachel Oberholzer, Allison Herr, Faith Danks, and Lydia Linfers. I hope you guys enjoy this conversation. Welcome back to another show. This is a very special episode. I get to be joined by my senior tennis players. As we've talked about before on the show, our season was canceled. Their senior season was canceled, but wanted to give them a chance to have somewhat of a senior night and some closure for their senior season and share some memories for their tennis career at Wrights. So Ladies, let's have you guys introduce yourselves so people can get to know your voice whenever you're talking. So Abby, start us off. Hi, I'm Abby Walling. I'm Faith Danks. I'm Allison Herr. I'm Lydia Linford. I'm Ashlyn Bellamere. And I'm Rachel Oberholzer. Well, thank you guys for joining me. I'm so glad to see you guys again. I know I've missed seeing you guys this spring and definitely have missed being able to coach you guys and be on the court. I feel like every day I'm thinking about how we should either be at practice or at a match or just goofing off. You know, this past weekend was supposed to be, you know, it was a one year anniversary of our trip to uh, Zionsville last year. So it just, there's a lot of memories that keep popping up that have obviously, you know, brought back a lot of uh, good memories and wishing that we could be on the court. But part of this conversation, I just wanted to kind of reminisce on our time together and your guys' experiences on the team and just kind of, you know, reflect on some of the better moments of your, what I I would hope to be your better moments of your high school career playing a sport. So um, first off though, I mean, whenever you guys found out that the season was not going to happen, what were some of your initial reactions and, you know, what did you do to kind of cope with that news? Abby, you can start us off, I guess. I, whenever we were out of school, I was telling everyone in homeroom, like, yeah, like, school's going to be canceled, but tennis is just seven girls, like, we'll be fine, we'll still play, and I was definitely in denial about it, I really thought we were still going to play for the longest time, and, like, even when school was canceled for two weeks, I was like, yeah, we'll just pick up the season late, Um, so when it actually did get canceled, 
uh, I was really shocked about it. Um, I still, I like got Charlotte with me and uh, we went to play at modern day every day uh, just for that first week and just trained like we were still going to have the season. And then finally they were like, okay, we're actually not having it. And I didn't, I didn't really know what to think. I was so sad about it. I just immediately started thinking like, oh my gosh, we had that sectional. We had it right there and now we can't play for it. So I was really sad. Yeah, I feel like, at least for me, like, the, the finality of it all was just kind of like, so that's how that ends, you know, because this was yeah. going to be my last season, and obviously for you guys, this is your last year playing, and, you know, some of you guys might play club tennis in college, but you weren't going to play for the college team, so, like, a competitive season, this is going to be your last go at it, so, um, Ashlyn, I guess you can answer next, I mean, what were your initial thoughts, and, like, I, how did you, whenever, you, you know, I feel like, even though this was not like a, a tragedy, I feel like at some point kind of the five stages of grief kind of settle in. So like, how did you kind of cope with it and wrestle with the fact that the season wasn't going to happen? I mean, Ashlyn, you were texting me a lot during that and, you know, about how you were obviously very upset, but you know, what was what were your emotions and how did you cope with the news? Yeah. Um, at first I was like really upset, but then like it didn't really hit me till like a week after and I just like broke down. But like the week before, like to get off my mind, I was just like been outside, hanging out with my family, like family time. And then that week later, when I finally broke down, it was just a mess. And then I was like looking through old pictures and then it really helped me to see like all the happy times and it helped me like deal with the hard times right now. And like when I've talked to other athletes about this, I talked to a girl who plays softball at Oklahoma University. And, you know, I think for me, the hardest part wasn't necessarily like playing and winning or losing the matches. It was just being together as a team. So, um, Allison, I guess I'll let you answer next. I mean, in terms of like just being together as a team, you know, how – I don't want to focus so much on the hard parts, but I do want to talk about it, you know, at first, but, you know, in terms of just like not even being able to be together as a team, how much has that been an impact more so than like, obviously we want to play and we want to compete, but, you know, I, I think about when I, when I think about the team and the experience coaching you guys, it's oftentimes the first memories that come to mind are the fun times we have at practice or on trips or like going to Dairy Queen after a match, those kind of things. So, you know, what Allison for you were some of the emotions that you felt yeah, I was definitely disappointed that we weren't going to, like, see each other every day. Um, a lot of people are, like, intimidated playing tennis and, like, having two-hour practices. But they, like, really didn't even feel like two hours because we're all, like, such, like, a close team. And especially, like, the seniors all together, we were pretty close. So that was disappointing to hear that. Rachel, what about you? Um, I feel like I was kind of in denial at first, too, because, like, me, Abby, and Charlotte, like, when quarantine started, we still had, like, a lesson plan with Richard, and then, like, Castle School got canceled, and, like, they were posting about sports being canceled, and I was, like, it's not gonna happen. We're gonna figure it out in the summer or something like that, but then when they actually did cancel it, um, I, like, cried. <laughs> I was really sad and emotional, and I looked at all of like our pictures and videos and um, I was upset, but also looking at the memories kind of helped a little bit because they were like happy times. And it reminded me that we still had all those memories together. Lydia and Faith, what about you guys? What were your guys' 
emotion. Um, yeah, I was really disappointed because I was looking forward to this season. And it was hard thinking of like the last match that I had. I didn't know that that was my last match. And um, yeah, kind of like what Ashlyn and Rachel said, I when I got on Bisco, like my whole feed was like just pictures from tennis that everyone was posting. Um, and yeah, like they said, it was good to look at the memories. And um, it also is nice that we're all friends and a lot of us have still been talking and like staying in communication. So that's helped. And I was disappointed when I found out that our tennis season wasn't going to continue. I was really looking forward to getting closer with the girls and just having a fun time this year. And then it never happened. So. Um, All right. So now that we've got the hard emotions out of the way, I mean, wh what were you guys like? Uh, I want to talk about like what we were most grateful for in terms of our time at rights, because anybody who's listening, I mean, I, I hope that there are other athletes who are listening. I mean, I, I'd, I'd hope it's not just tennis people or our, you know, teammates or parents. I hope there's other athletes that are listening to this that can cope with this too. So you guys can kind of answer this as well. I mean, how many of you guys or how much did you guys talk to? At other athletes that were maybe dealing with this too because I mean spring sports in general it's not just tennis spring sports in general were canceled so did you guys talk to your friends that play spring sports too and, and what kind of comfort or advice or anything did you guys glean from those conversations I would say the only people I really talked to were the softball players and I would just I mean remember like Victoria tweeting like saying like at like all the other softball girls like who wants to meet me right now and play a softball game and that was like kind of how I was feeling too I just thought it was funny I was like yeah like let's organize it on our own and play I think that's how a lot of people were they just are like like they wanted to forget about it and like pretend it didn't exist and just go back to normal like that was how everyone was feeling and I at least like hoping for me I was like you know what if I'm not gonna be able to play tennis as a senior then I'm just gonna like play it in college or like I'm gonna just have to make myself play it if I miss the game I'm just gonna play it like in a different way what about you guys anybody else did you guys talk to any other athletes and you know were, um, they, were they feeling similar things that you guys were feeling too yeah I feel like we all had like the same feeling because all of like baseball softball and tennis were supposed to be like really good so everyone was like excited to win and just maybe get a sectional or like even just go forward and um so everyone was just super disappointed and I remember talking about it like I mean it's starting to rain more now but we were the boys always say like their spring break like they have to stay home and um they were saying that it didn't rain that spring break and usually all of their games get like rained out anyways and we were, I was like, oh, I didn't even think about that. Like, it wasn't raining. It hadn't rained for a while. And our tennis, like, would have kept going. And it was just disappointing. But, yeah, I feel like all the rights people had, like, the same emotions because we were all supposed to be good. And that's what just really stunk. But it was comforting to know, like, they were going through it, too. And, um, yeah. This is – I mean, it's a lot for you guys to deal with because, like, even – you know, when I talk to, I talk to some professional athletes about this, I've talked to college athletes, and it's hard for everybody, even those that are going to have another season, you know, like the girl that I talked to that plays at Oklahoma, this was supposed to be her senior year, but the NCAA granted 
senior college spring athletes another year of eligibility. So she's actually able to go back and play. At the time when this went down, she didn't know that was going to happen. So, you know, she was feeling a lot of the same emotions, but high school athletes don't really get that, um, that luxury of being able to come back. You know, high school, is, it's just feels like high school goes so quickly. You know, I feel like you guys were just freshmen. Like I had a, I had a girl who was in my class her senior year, my very first year teaching. And she tweeted today that she's graduating in a semester. I guess she's going to graduate a semester early, but it's crazy for me to think like that some of my students are already graduating college. Cause I feel like I just started teaching not long ago and you guys were just at rights as a freshman, not that long ago. And it just is like, you know, an abrupt end to your season and your career. But high school sports, I think, are just so unique because you're growing up a lot during that time and you're kind of figuring out who you are and then you're competing for your school. And definitely like for a school like Wrights, you're competing for your community as well. So, you know, what what is it about high school sports that makes it so unique to where, like, you know, something like this hits a little harder than maybe even college? Because, I mean, I, I just feel like with high school sports, there's a little bit more of a community aspect of maybe playing – you know, for a college or professional team? Um, I feel like with high school sports, like you've grown up with these kids, like your whole entire life. So you just have a closer bond and like you're cheering like every other sport on for your high school, not just your own. I think that's what makes the difference between high school and college. Yeah. I just like the bond that we all have. Like when it like, I know that when I step on the tennis court, it doesn't matter. Like, if I'm in class with these girls or like if I hang out with these girls outside of school, it's just like when we are on the tennis court, we are best friends, like all, especially all of us seniors were. And I just loved it. And I feel like too, like, you know, for rights with every spring sport being in that complex by each other, you know, you girls would go over to a softball game after practice or a match, or some of them would come over to the tennis courts to watch the match. And it just was kind of a cool vibe where the athletes all, you know, you know, they were in it together. And that's definitely true at the college level. But I just feel like high school, you guys, like Ashon said, you guys grow up with these guys. And from the time that you're in kindergarten or first grade all the way through high school, usually you're with them for 12 years. So um, it's just, it's a different feel. And so whenever the season's canceled, I feel like it's a, it hits a little harder. So I don't know. Anybody else have any thoughts on that? Like just what is special about high school sports to where something like this hits a little bit deeper? I was just going to say a difference. I agree with Ashlyn. Like we all got closer and, you know, cause you know, I came from Ontario Heights and they come from Hillbrook. And it's like, we all just bonded together. Like we all just grew up together. And that's what I think is unique about this. And in college, like it could be the same way, but it's not going to be for long. I was going to say, um, the difference of like the support because in high school um, the people that are watching us and the fans are mostly like our family or our friends and so and then in college the there's way more of an audience and so I think um, the support is more like intentional in high school. And I was gonna say like everybody just wants your school to like succeed so like you cheer your school on just because you want to see other teams go further because then you get to be like experience that with them and it's cool to see your friends do well in a sport. So you guys were talking about how you know whenever this all happened you all went through a lot of your memories on your phone and the pictures and videos and that kind of stuff so this is you know what I hope to be kind of the the meat of our conversation and what I hope to you know this will probably be my favorite part of us talking tonight is you know what are some of your guys's individual 
or collective favorite memories. And it can be funny, uh, embarrassing, you know, maybe something that was really meaningful. But whenever you guys think about your time playing high school sports, and Abby, you can even include soccer, you know, some of the other girls that have played other sports too, um, you know, just in terms of, you know, tennis or even just high school sports in general, I mean, what are some of the memories that stand out to you and what are you guys most grateful for? I definitely say one of the greatest memories was the bus ride home from the Zionsville trip. Just being able to be with a lot of the girls all in one area for a long period of time, we really got close and got to know each other. So that was fun. Still bitter that all of you guys took the other bus. Lydia was the <laughs> only one that wanted to ride with me. Oh yeah. Megs was driving. We had to we had to go with her. Gosh, that was <laughs> Oh, I oh, remember that now I forgot like we were all singing and it was so cool yeah it was they popped up in my memories yesterday in snapchat it was like a year ago today and it was like a video of us on the bus ride home and everybody had their legs in the air and we're yeah, like, wearing bicycles with the song <laughs> I was like what is going on but yeah that was a lot of fun the Zionsville trip um when you were talking about embarrassing memories I remember when Claiborne, you told me that it was not possible to get hit in the face with a tennis ball. And then right after you told me that, the ball hit off of my racket into my eyeball and I had a big bruise and it was right before prom. And that is always <laughs> a funny memory that I have. Were you, able to, were you able to hide the black eye at prom though, at least? Yeah, my makeup covered it. It wasn't that bad. It was more like green, but <laughs> yeah. And just a, a little I eyeshadow. I mean, it's just green. I was just yeah. getting you a head start on your eyeshadow. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was amazing. I never, I you somehow found a way. Your your face was like a ball magnet. I don't, I don't understand because that happened multiple times that year. You got hit yeah. by the tennis ball, and I don't know how that happened. That one, I feel like. So what I was saying was that I've never seen somebody else hit a ball, and it hit them in the face. You hit it off of your racket onto your face. So yes. <laughs> I don't really know how that physically happened. And it, you know, I, I still maintain that what I said was true because I feel like in some way you, you sort of caused that on your own, but I'll let I, you, I will let you get mad at me if you, if it makes you feel better. Oh, it's my fault. It's my fault. I, th and I, I was talking about that before we recorded, like that memory came up on my uh, Facebook memories the other day, your mom posted about it. And I, it still cracks me up because it was like earlier that week that I had told you I'd never seen somebody get hit by a tennis ball. And then your mom yeah. calls me over and I'm like thinking somebody broke an ankle or something. And she's like, <laughs> then she starts cracking up. She's like, Faith just got hit by a tennis ball. And I was like, okay, like I thought some, I thought this was more serious. And you're just like, I can't see. Like you're like squinting your eye and you're like, Claiborne, I can't see. And then Carly's like, really Carly's like trying not to laugh at what happened. And she's like, she's like, you know, dancing and everything and like getting all excited. She's like, oh my gosh, I hit my tennis ball. That's exactly what Carly always does. Oh yeah. What about you other guys? What are some of your favorite memories or things that you're grateful for? I don't know. I feel like I have different types. Like Definitely one of my favorite things was always watching other girls. Like, I would <laughs> seriously try to finish my match fast so that I could watch Charlotte and Rachel. I don't know. It was so fun because it was like you just got done with your match and, like, all the adrenaline was pumping and, like, they would be in a close match and you're like, oh, my gosh. Like, especially if it, like, depended on, like, or, like, sometimes it would come down to the doubles match and we'd all be, all be hyped up for that match. I don't know. I just loved those moments where we were, like, like, you know, the pressure was on, but, like, it was fun because when they won a point, like, we all went crazy. 
and then mm-hmm. I also have like fun memories from tournaments obviously just like being together at practice are like some of my favorite times Lydia always being goofy of course <laughs> um somebody texted me the other day I think it was Abby Steinhardt and she was like I wish you would have had this season I miss you know you being goofy and making everyone laugh like it just made my day and I was like oh that's so sweet like I miss that too I'm making everybody laugh but one of my favorite memories from last tennis season was on I forgot where we were but heard me singing a song and I was like the only one hyped up in the club oh, yeah. and like yeah and I also liked when or it was actually embarrassing when someone on the tennis team tripped me after picture day and my knee was cut open <laughs> so fun time hopefully that didn't get infected that was a pretty nasty cut <laughs> no yeah it's okay now that, the, the trip back from North Posey was whenever you earned the nickname Litia instead of Lydia because you were so lit after the, I have that on you I mean you were like shouting like you were at, at the club or something so I, that was a really fun bus ride home though it was like a, a win over North Posey it wasn't even like a huge win but everybody was just so pumped and like everybody on the bus was dancing and like shouting songs and stuff so that was that was a really fun trip you were yeah. rapping too yeah, I was rapping. Playboy. Yeah, yeah. When you're I getting it too. It takes a very special occasion for me to start rapping. My wedding reception was. It awesome. was awesome. And the back of the and the bus after coming back from the win against North Posey was another one. So, yeah, that's that's whenever you know it's a big deal or a special occasion. Whenever I start rapping. <laughs> what about you, other guys? What are some other What are some other good memories? Um, some of my favorites were like what Abby was saying, but it was like the other side of it. So like when you're the only one left in the match, so it's fun because all your teammates are cheering for you and you have like your adrenaline rush. And I remember one incident when Spencer told me that I had to win, which I don't even know why I believed it. I had to win to win the whole team match and it was a lie <laughs> and I I knew like I didn't I saw their scores like they were high, they were up I knew everybody was winning but it was just it was funny and that's just so cool because your teammates are just cheering you on and it feels so good and then when you win that match I had so many long ones so I have a lot of them but when you win everyone's so much more excited for you than normally I guess so it was those are cool I wish I would have started like from your guys' freshman year and on like putting a, a timer on all of your matches because I bet you Rachel would have surpassed you guys by like 10 hours in terms of oh yeah on court time <laughs> yeah probably my, more than that honestly it was my crazy. neighbor and grandpa would like count they like something they would start with mine and they would count how many hits like per point and then they would count Rachel so they'd be like yep she got to like 100 one time <laughs> <laughs> I don't know That's how you funny. have that much stamina because I don't have I don't, I don't have any like, I have I have very little patience when I play tennis, which is why I like doubles because the points just go faster. But Rachel, you'll sit there and grind out a whole match for as long as it needs to be. And I'll <laughs> I'll remember too, like the one there were two in particular that I remember, at least from the past year. Central in the regular season, it came down to you and a tiebreaker. And you were down several times in the third set tiebreaker. Like, I think even a couple times where the girl had match point against you and you kept she fighting. She three match points. Yeah. <laughs> and I just remember, like, when you finally won, 
Spencer, who's like a good foot and a half taller than me, like picks me up <laughs> this giant bear hug <laughs> and like just squeezes the crap out of me. And I was just so relieved. I was like, thank God that we won, but also thank God this match is over. And then <laughs> yeah. like you did the same thing at SIC against Castle, which was, it was a great match. And you ended up winning third place with that match. But, and the girl had beaten you like earlier that season. Yeah. And then you also beat the girl in sectionals. And, you know, that was a huge match because we ended up winning 32. And you had Mount, never played that, that girl Mount before. That one was probably my favorite one. I, I love that, was, that scene because, like, I, w- I was on the other side of the fence watching, uh, I think Abby was still playing, because Abby was in a pretty tight match with that girl as well. Mm-hmm. And Rachel yeah. came, and, like, sometimes Rachel, like, looks like she's just super tired and, like, wants to be anywhere but on the tennis court. And <laughs> when she won the match, she, like, came through the fence and just was, like, so excited and, like, jumped and gave me a high five. And it was, like, yeah. this just, like, awesome memory because, you know, it's just, like, to me, like, that's what high school sports are all about. Yeah, I definitely loved putting myself under pressure for some reason. And I put it's, myself in is, a lot of stressful situations. It is really rewarding, though, whenever you yeah. come out of those kind of matches with a win, and especially whenever mm-hmm. it, like, clinches it for the team. Like, I just think about, like, baseball players who hit a walk-off home run or, like, a basketball player that hit, like, a game-winning shot. I mean, in tennis, that's, like, the closest you can get is having the match come down to you and winning in a tiebreaker. And, mm-hmm. Rachel, you got to do that several times because – you put yourself in that position. And Abby, Abby, you did too. I mean, the SIC, like last year, the girl from Castle who you played close a couple times. I mean, I remember their coach called a point penalty against Abby who like is – Oh, my the, gosh. Abby's like the last person in the world that you ever think to get a point I still get penalty. mad about that. And he shouts from across the court, <laughs> Coach, that's a point penalty. And I was like, whatever. And so I knew that he was just trying to get in Abby's head. And Abby literally comes over. She, and he was like – she was like, I'm not losing to this castle brat. And like, I don't know what, I don't remember exactly what you said. I remember telling you, like, if he thought that could get into my head, like that's the exact opposite of what he should have done because there was no way I was letting her lose at that point. And I knew there was no way I was letting her win at that point. I was like, if she's going to cheat her way out, she's not going to win. You came over to the the fence and I I forget what exactly you said, but as soon as you said, whatever it was, I was like, this match is in the books. We're winning it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, you, and I just remember, like, whenever you finally won, like, she hit a ball out to the fans, and you just were, like, like, you, like, fist pumped and ran to the net, and she just was, like, slowly walking there, like, arms Yeah, she had over. her mustard. She had her mustard, because she said she had cramps. Oh, yeah. Like, one, like, one point before the match point, she was like, wait, I need to stop. Dude, I can't tell you how many times I've played against Castle players that have sudden cramps in the middle of a tight match and have to take 10 minutes to treat their cramps. It's happened almost every year boys or girls that was that was also like one of my favorite like the most rewarding things for me as like a high school player in any sport that I played was like playing against people that are better than you like technically better than you like that castle girl and just like outworking them I just feel like that's such like a rights mentality that's like something that I'm all about like I just absolutely loved it like when you're an the underdog and you're just like outworking them that's like one of my favorite feelings is just like that's so rewarding for me yeah, mm-hmm. that's why, like, I've always loved the West Side mentality because that's exactly what it is. Like, you know, a school like Castle should always be a school like Wrights in tennis because, you know, they, the kids there, they just grow up playing tennis at an earlier age. They're a little bit wealthier oftentimes than traditional Wrights families, and they can go to lessons a lot and pay for more expensive lessons. And, like, fortunately, we, we're at a time where, like, you know, a lot of our players are able to afford lessons and go to lessons quite a bit. And that's, you know, obviously we benefited from that. But typically, like, if you were to look at, like, rights versus Castle and tennis, you would hardly ever put rights up against Castle as if they were going to win. And so, like you said, Abby, like, you know, you may look at some of our players and we don't look as, ta- as, as talented as some of the other players. But I would, I would take our 
work ethic over most teams any other day because we I mean we won so many matches like that even on the boys side too but especially on the girls side where we just outworked people and just like we're more gritty than them and those are rewarding because you know like we talked about before you know whenever we played memorial even though we never beat them as a team whenever we've won individual matches it's always been super rewarding like when Rachel was a freshman or Charlotte as a freshman last year like it's just always yeah. been really rewarding to beat them because they just get really upset even if they even if they win four to one and they're expecting to win five oh it's just fun to kind of like you know I, really I thought we could beat Castle last year as a team and I think we definitely would have this year but um, whenever we take a match off of them it's always fun because they just get so <laughs> upset about it <laughs> what about you other girls who have been quiet what are some of your favorite memories Alice and Ashlyn you guys played doubles together quite a bit what are your some some of your favorite memories individually and as a doubles team um probably honestly just like our handshakes between every point that's like one of the best like feelings ever after we win a point and we just get set we hype each other up that's probably like the best one that I yeah that's why I like playing doubles so much um, I feel like my favorite memory was probably freshman year playing with Sarah at number one dubs. Um, I was definitely like nervous playing that high up as like a freshman. Um, but I remember specifically with the North game, I was playing a player that I knew was like a lot better than me. And I actually like surprised myself with like how well I played that game. So that was like really cool too. Cause we went to like deuce a lot and it was actually like competitive and I thought they were just going to like wipe us out. Yeah, I, I just, there's so many, like, for me, there are so many different matches that really stand out. And I, I always remember that the first match that I won with Wrights, and it was at North Posey. And Abby, I think you and Allison played doubles together. And we did. We played two dubs. Played two yeah. doubles. And I think it, did you guys win in, like, three sets, maybe? or Yeah. So, yeah. like, me and Pete, like, were super pumped. Like, we went to dinner to celebrate after that. And I just was, like, I was just so excited because you all were freshmen, and I knew – the potential for what our team had in store, you know, and by the end of that season, you know, Allison, Ashlyn, Faith, and Rachel, you all were on varsity. So we had four freshmen on varsity, which was crazy. And I was like, this is, that's crazy. Like, I was like, this is tough right now. And like, you know, we finished eight and eight that year, but I was like, this is tough right now to have so many inexperienced players, but also like, this is really good for the future because they're getting so much experience. And I mean, we were eight and eight, which is pretty good. I mean, that's not a bad record and um you know that we were at the time modern day still had a lot of talent so it was hard for us to kind of get past them but you know I mean I was just so excited and I you know I told you guys this before but I think you know even more than the the tennis success like you guys have all been great students and great like model citizens you know anytime that I needed volunteers you guys were always willing to do that and for three years in a row we were an academic all-state team which is a huge honor and you know, most of you guys have really high GPA. Some of you guys have 4.0s. And I, I think that we can still nominate teams for academic All-State this year. I know that we can nominate academic or we can, we can nominate academic All-State individuals. And so a lot of you guys will get that honor because of your grades, which is huge. Like, that's a really, really awesome honor. Uh, it's very competitive. I mean, like, you know, Allison's brother was a 4.0 student, and I think he was an honorable mention um which just tells you how competitive it is to be either get first team academic all-state or you get honorable mention so it's just very very competitive because you know they they take into account like SAT ACT scores I think your 
um, involvement, your, you know, like what clubs you're in and what you guys do in the community. And you guys do so much besides just play sports. And so that's why for me, like it made it an easy decision to want to come back and coach you guys, even though I moved two hours away. Like I didn't want to miss out on your senior year because I don't think I've ever really been around a group of kids that were, you know, this special on and off the court. And like, I don't say that lightly because I've coached a number of teams and I've coached a number of different kids, but as a group, you seniors have been really awesome. And, you know, I know you guys are all going to different colleges and different places, but I hope you guys all remain connected because, you know, you guys did something special on this tennis team and you guys are good friends. I hope you guys stay together. So I just wanted to put that out there because I'm very grateful that I got to be your guys' coach and I hope that you guys enjoyed the time playing at Wrights because, you know, I tried to do, like I told you guys this before too, but, you know, I always, I, I've, anything that I was in charge of, whether it was yearbook or teaching or tennis, I just wanted kids to be able to have the experience that I didn't feel like I got whenever I was a student. So um, I just hope that you guys came away feeling like it was a valuable experience and that it was worthwhile. I think if anything like speaks for you, Claiborne, like when we started out as freshmen um, and even as sophomores, there were no seniors playing. And like at this year's call out meeting, there were like 60 girls and like, I don't know like what they saw in the program, but like if they saw like any percent of like what we saw in the program, like the fun we were having, like the character building, like I really think like they saw like we had the coaching, we had like the players, we had the fun together and that great team and they wanted to be a part of it. And like when I saw that call out meeting so packed out, I was like, yeah, there's no reason that every single girl at Wrights High School wouldn't want to be a part of this program. Yeah, I was mm -hmm. that was great. I, I, I could not believe how many girls came out. And it was awesome. I mean, and a lot of that credit goes to like what your dad and the middle school program has done to get kids interested at the middle school level. Because that's huge. I mean, I, yeah. you know, that just to get kids interested early so that when they get to high school, they're not only interested in playing, but they have the foundation of skills to be able to play is huge. But yeah, it's crazy that there were so many girls that like, I'd never seen before at that call out meeting and so I the first like I, we had that call out meeting and then we had conditioning like a month later and I was seriously asking so many girls like okay what is your name I don't yeah. know you. like I, I mean obviously I knew the girls that were returning but I didn't know half of the new yeah, I didn't I just was like I don't know unless they came to the camp and I remembered them I didn't know who they were so yeah I was I, I couldn't believe how how much the program grew like every single year that we had a tennis camp we had more than the last year and then every single year for the girls program, even the boys program, we had more kids every single year, which is a good problem to have. I mean, it's hard whenever you only yeah. have six courts and there's more than 30 girls. But I mean, I'd rather have more than enough than struggle to find kids that, you know, because tennis is a sport that it's hard to play. And some schools really struggle to even field a varsity team. And we could have fielded like six varsity like 10. teams. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, what are, okay. This is what I hope to be a really fun part of the conversation. Since you guys are no longer playing and I'm no longer technically your coach anymore, I would love to hear some stories that I have not, I, that I didn't know about that maybe you have waited to tell me or didn't want to tell me, but what, I, are there any, anything that's happened that like, you're like, oh, we can't tell Claiborne this. I, I, I just would love to know, like, what are some things that happened that are hilarious or that I would have gotten mad about at the time. So if anybody uh -huh. has any funny stories. The floor is yours. I think I have too big of a mouth. I think I would have told you everything. I was gonna say we were an open book. <laughs> Most okay, of were. but like we didn't, we didn't care if you got mad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we didn't care. Um, Abby, you can oh uh, I yeah, mean like I things that 
I mean, if you just want to hear like things that we did to you from our perspective, like we yeah. definitely pulled that prank on you on April Fool's Day. Yeah. And we had you so we had you so convinced. Like we walked up to practice. I mean, you should see Charlotte lie. Like it's unreal. She was we just lied straight to your face, really got Rachel is gonna be out for a month. She got code of conduct and you were so upset. And I remember texting Rachel like, okay, like it went too well. Like he means it. He's like really upset about it. Like you need to come out now. And she wouldn't see the text. And so it just went on for so long. I, I didn't that. answer. Abby was like, come on, come on. And I was watching something, just hiding in the back of the car watching TV. I just remember my responses. I, somebody told me that and I just went, love that. Love that. Love that. <laughs> you just kept saying love that. You were like, oh my gosh. Well, I had everybody watching me, like waiting to see how I was going to respond to this. And I was like, I'm still wrapping my head around this. I don't know what to say about it. And I just was like, love that and I didn't think you all would lie to me but <laughs> we were and then y'all start laughing and you're like Claiborne we weren't we weren't being serious and then Rachel like ran out behind the 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 uh shed and was like ha got you like rubbing it in my face and I just was like yeah of course oh, of course I still love the night at the hotel though whenever me and Allison's dad were playing uh chaperones in the hotel and y'all were so mad we were genuinely scared. <laughs> the rolling, there were like rolling when, chairs outside of our doors. Allison's I wasn't even allowed job, to talk seriously. to my mom downstairs. It was hilarious. Her dad I took had, that so seriously. It was awesome. I had a video. I remember Charlotte my, would no. go up to the door and start barking or meowing, <laughs> knowing that the parents were outside of our room. And we. we Instead of we, because we couldn't leave our room, we decided that our entertainment would be like finding stuff in the room. And all of on my memories was Emily Hanson got out the ironing board and the iron, and she was like <laughs> pretending to board. iron. She was like pretending to iron all of our clothes, and she's like, "We mean business." <laughs> At some point, so that was how so we had late. to entertain ourselves. It got to be so late, and I was like, "Okay." I really want to go to bed and I don't want to stand out here in the hallway anymore. And I was like talking to Allison's dad and I was like, look, at this point, it's like two o'clock in the morning. I really want to get some sleep. He was like, all right, I'll stay out here. And he just like flopped <laughs> out in the middle of the hallway, like in his chair with his arms crossed. He's like, oh, I'm good. I'll stay right here. I, don't, I have no idea how late he stayed up in the hallway. That night, but it was like, I just don't know where y'all thought we were going to go. I think it, it wasn't Walmart that we were like the boys did. Yeah, and there, <laughs> there was reason why we were on lockdown. There were more of you guys than there were. Um, there were more of you guys than there were in the boys' hotel, and so I just was worried that you all would get in the hallway and, um, like, you know, disrupt people that were in the in the hotel or something. I just it wasn't that I was worried you were going to go anywhere. I just didn't want it to be loud and then it looked bad on us because we had so many more people. Um, on that trip than we did with the boys so yeah the boys okay that tournament though it was so funny we would <laughs> when we were like watching matches we would just straight up like roast the other teams like that was also spider legs spider legs we loved <laughs> that was so mean but we were just roasting her the entire match we're like why is she standing like that and we would call her spider legs I don't know it was so funny Y'all remember was, when we went up to that boy and asked for his number yes. and his Snapchat? <gasps> oh, Savannah was like Snapchat him all the time. And, I asked and, Savannah. 
I actually talked about this on one of my first pod, uh, podcast episodes because a friend of mine is like super big into Chick-fil-A and I was telling him about how like I was like yeah I was on a trip with my girls last year and they thought this guy was cute and they just walked up actually Megan Danks oh, walked Megan. up Megan, Megan Danks walked up and she's like <laughs> yeah. hey I think some of my girls think you're cute and they would love to know your Instagram and he just was like full of confidence yeah like, oh all right well he walks over to y'all and he's like Okay, my so uh, who wants my who wants my number? <laughs> I was like, okay, this guy's got swag. Oh, that was bold. <laughs> yeah, he was like, who wants it? Like, okay, yeah, I'll... he took my phone and said, oh, here you go. It's like he's done it a hundred times. <laughs> then you all looked it up and you were like, oh my gosh, he goes on mission trips. He's so cute. <laughs> and I was like, this is what I have to do coaching the girls' team. Do you ever yeah. just think like what businesses thought like when we walked in the hog and sauce after a match and there were just like 50 girls <laughs> like we did that all the time they were probably like I love what are we getting into? and there was a tornado warning and we had to leave hog and sauce and the yeah, bus ride oh, and I remember <gasps> girls were getting like teary-eyed because they were afraid like the bus is gonna flip over <laughs> <laughs> like a 15 minute ride back wild. to rides and girls are freaking out because hog and sauce is like basically like a barn so it's like <laughs> a gust of wind could blow it over and then it's like just a tiny little room that we're all in and we're all like okay this is kind of it was actually a pretty bad storm that night so it was. Yeah. i was glad we got the match in because we won and then i was glad that we could eat and get home but yeah it was kind of it was kind of scary we, we look that was a successful trip because we all we took a group picture outside of hog and sauce and then we got to eat yeah made it back in time nobody died from the storm so that was good yeah the uh the Zionsville trip it was funny because Abby was playing this girl who like I didn't know who she was at the time but she's actually like one of the best players in Indiana that girl that you played from Zionsville the very first round and yeah she was good so Abby Abby breaks a string and calls oh. a let and which you can't do but Abby breaks a string in the middle of the point goes let and the girl's like you know you can't call a lead on a broken string, right? And Abby just ignores her, walks straight to her bag, gets her other racket, and walks back. The girl looks at me, and I'm just like, I just called the this. point, and I gave. I just didn't count the point. I was like, there's no way that a ball coming into my court is lead, but me breaking a racket string is it? Like, there's it's I can't technically not. The point. You have to play. Through oh, it, I though. know. And but she tried she just to message like, me the whole match. She was like writing in a notebook. I was like, what is this about? <laughs> yeah, that, she, she's really good. Um, but yeah, that was crazy. I didn't see her writing in a notebook. She's like taking notes every, like, every game or something. Yeah, she, after we, when we switched sides, she would like write down like any pointers she had for herself. That's really unnecessary. Just keep it in your head. It was weird. Like unless you're going to play that person again, I would not write it. And, like, she wasn't going to play you again. Like if it was somebody that she might play later in the season, I would maybe. But also like. I mean, I guess also, if she like, did play me again, she would have beat me again. So she, she didn't was, have anything was, to worry about. <laughs> she was one of the best players in the state. I think she, I think she was only a, a just not to make you feel bad. I think she was only a freshman too. So she's like really good. Oh, for sure. And she's, she was a lefty if I remember right too. So that's always tough to play. Yeah. That, that tournament, I was lo really looking forward to it because several of the, of the good teams that were there, like the really good teams backed out. So the playing field was a little bit more even this year and on top of that, I feel like we were a better team, so we would have had a little bit more success. But that trip was not necessarily all about winning or losing. I just I wanted you guys to be able to get out of town and like experience staying in a hotel because for a lot of the girls, it was the first time they'd ever been out of town with a sports team. They never really traveled with the team before and stayed overnight. And like you girls that play travel soccer, you're used to it all the time. But like for a lot of those girls, they never gotten to do that. So I didn't really care so much that we didn't have that much success as a team I mean obviously Charlotte got to the championship and the three singles bracket which is cool but like it was just more about like 
the experience. Like I remember so much about that trip. Like I was just playing ping pong, me oh beating Rachel on ping pong. Like I want to go back to that. I beat you. I beat you. <laughs> that that I, beat I beat Claiborne. Like yeah. that ping pong room was the peak of our season. Like that was so fun. The little balcony. I yeah, was, was very cool. surprised at how good Rachel was at ping pong. Yeah, like, was awesome. I did not was expect killer. it at all. I really did not expect that at all. I don't know what I expected, but I did not expect her to be like that good at ping pong. So that mm-hmm. was fun. I also think like one that of my favorite fun. memories too, like you know the way that not only just our team, but the whole city of Evansville, like, all the tennis teams, when we gathered together to rally for Mike Owen, whenever we found out he had cancer, and like I had no idea how it was going to go whenever I brought the idea of those shirts up to you guys, because it was the North coach and I were talking and we were like, we want to do like most schools will do this event called smash cancer where they coordinate with one other team and they'll get shirts and then they'll raise money for somebody for their their cancer treatment. And I was like, well, this is a great opportunity for us to do this as an entire conference. And she was like, well, I'll get these shirts set up if you think that your players would want them. And I was like, yeah, sure. And like, I honestly had no idea if anybody would want them, but it was really cool because as soon as I started talking about it, everybody was like, I want one, I want one, I want one. And like to the point where like almost everybody on the team had a shirt and we took a big, huge group photo. And then when we showed it to the conference tournament, and everybody was wearing the shirts and everybody was in it for the same cause. I don't know. Like for me, that was just a really, really cool moment because it just felt like even if we had won or lost that weekend, it just was like, this was really cool for everybody to be together to look out and everybody was wearing the same shirts. And then obviously Mike passed away earlier this year, um, or I don't know when it was, maybe it was December, so sometime recently Mike passed away. And I just was, I felt very good about the fact that we did something to help him, even if monetarily it wasn't a huge impact. I think, you know, I talked to him at that event and he was just brought to tears. He was like, this was very, very kind of everybody to do this. And I can't believe people did this for me. So, See, I, I remember for- pulling up to the SIEC tournament, and I don't remember if I was in the car with Ashlyn and Charlotte or Rachel and Charlotte, but someone pulled up next to our car, and he looked over and saw our shirts, and he was, like, crying, and he said, thank you so much for doing this, and I don't think I realized who it was until I got out of the car, and then we did the interviews with the news, and it was Mike Owens. Like, he had pulled up next to our car and seen us and we were just like we thought he was just like supporting it with us but he was like brought to tears by it and I like it, I like picture it was like it was like a moment that didn't even happen for me it was crazy because yeah. I was like wait I was right there like I should have like said something to him and I didn't even realize it was him but he was like so touched by it and yeah was- he I was in the car he was like so like he could barely talk he was just so overjoyed yeah. about it it was it mm-hmm. was cool what's what's cool from our perspective too is that you know his mom his mom was a tennis legend. If you look up Louise Owen, I mean, she won, I can't tell you how many tournaments, both in the U.S. and even internationally. Like, I don't know what exactly, like what circuit or level she played at, but she was a very, very accomplished tennis player. And, you know, if you go back to look at the yearbook from last year, you'll know, like, she was a very uh, trailblazing coach at Wright. She was the very first woman head coach of any male sport in rights history so she was actually the very first women's uh boys tennis coach and so like just the fact that like her family had history with rights and you know obviously her uh great granddaughter now is at rights um you know and andy owen is her grandson our uh, yeah grandson um so it's just it's it's crazy that like you know for us like i thought it was really cool that we 
could contribute and be kind of like the, the, some of the leaders in that movement because of what the Owen family meant to the rights community as well. So I don't know, that's, that was one of those things that like I looked out and I was just very touched to see everybody on every team wearing it, you know, and I think there were some players who didn't and they probably felt weird after the fact, knowing that like we're the only ones not, not partaking in this. So I don't know, that was that. And then just like the, you know, the times that we, um, helped out with like the boys and girls club or that's what I was about to say uh, that was really cool for me that was me and Rachel I love that new friends (laughs) yeah it was fun yeah we definitely stay connected stayed connected to the community and we did a bunch of fun stuff like that like tennis camp and the boys and girls club and what you were just talking about is super cool yeah I mean you guys sometimes like you'll go and you'll you'll help at those events and you don't always see like the impact of what you guys did but you know whenever we have like the carver community kids over the summer or we go and do those boys and girls club things you know i get a lot of the feedback from the leaders of those communities and i mean they are incredibly grateful because they just they need they need some of those kids just really need somebody to look up to and they need somebody to inspire them and tennis is a hard sport to play especially for you know people that are economically challenged and so whenever we can provide them free opportunities to learn a sport that they may not otherwise learn. And I don't know how many of those kids are going to continue playing tennis, but I can tell you, I was never introduced to tennis at that age and I wish I had been. So if one of those kids comes away and plays tennis, then I feel like that's cool. And more than that, I just, I enjoy having them out there and, you know, the Carver community organization mm-hmm. does really good things where they keep the kids occupied during the summer and, you know, it can be rough at times because some of those kids have attitudes. They don't want to be out there and it's hard to like teach them a hard sport to play and they don't want to do it. But like they really did appreciate what we did for them. So I was always very grateful that you guys were super, you know, quick to want to volunteer to do that. One of the girls from the Carver community, she actually DM'd me when she found out that our tennis season was canceled. And me too. Like saying, I think it was the she same was girl. so sorry. Yeah. And she was asking me where I was going to college and what I was going to do. And it just made me feel really good that like she so remembered me and she was still checking out. So. Yeah. Like they always, yeah, me us, and that girl text too. Like they always told us how they were, sorry, you know, they, they were, they were rooting for us, uh, you know, more than mm-hmm. like more than any other team, just because, you know, we were the ones that put on the camps for them and they wanted to see us succeed mm-hmm. and it gave them somebody to root for. And, Fortunately, you know, as a program, boys and girls, we had success during the time that we were helping them. So whoever the next coach is after me, I hope we'll continue doing that with those organizations because, you know, it means a lot. And it's just like much like businesses and towns want to be good corporate citizens. I think it's a really good thing when high school sports teams or college teams can be involved in the community because it gives people a chance to root for them. Like whenever we went to state with the boys, I feel like there were people that were rooting for us just because we were visible in the community. You know, we weren't just a team at rights. Like people knew who some of the kids were. They knew who I was. They knew who the program was and they were rooting for us because they knew what rights stood for. Like even, you know, whenever we took some kids to help out that playground that's downtown, you know, we took some kids a couple of days to build that playground. I just, I don't know. I was, I was very fortunate. And I know that like the soccer team did that as well. And a lot of other teams have done stuff like that. So I think it's just, it's cool that, you know, we were like, to me, whenever I think of a tennis program, I think you have to include the stuff that you do outside of just playing. Like if you're just a team that gathers and practices and plays games or matches, then you're just a team. But I think whenever you do things like volunteer and be involved in the community 
and be involved in the school. Like that's whenever you're a true program and you guys really helped make the girls program a program because it wasn't just playing tennis. I mean, we did camps, we did uh, community outreach, we did community service. And, you know, I just, that to me is like the, the thing that I'm most proud of because I know that that makes an impact on the community. I know that people are super proud of that. So I just wanted to thank you guys again for doing that because it means a lot to me and it's a lot of fun on top of that too. Okay, so let me know, what are your guys's future plans? I know some of you guys have already told me, but what are you guys planning to do um, for college or post high school? What are you guys doing? And if, you're, if you have a major picked out already too, uh, what is your major? Um, I'm planning on going to USI and I'm gonna study accounting and marketing. So pretty excited. Are you still wanting to do that weird, like, what kind of accounting do you want to do? Forensic accounting, like, detect fraud and, like, criminals' money. I shouldn't say weird, because that's actually very important. So that's actually kind of, I, will you have to get, like, a criminal justice degree, too, or something? I'm not for sure. But, like, I grew up watching, like, all the FBI shows and NCIS, and, like, that stuff, like, really intrigues me. So I, I, started I love watching math. This. I started watching this documentary on Netflix. It's called Terrorism Close Calls. I'm like very into historical documentaries. So this was talking about like, you know, major terrorist attacks that almost happened, but the government, like the intelligence agencies stopped, like stepped in to stop them. And I was talking to Emily about this. Like, I'm just very fascinated about how these people gain this intelligence to break in and find that stuff out. So tracking their bank accounts or what they're spending money on is obviously part of it. So I'm, 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 I don't know how I could ever do it because it just seems like way too stressful of a job, but um, I'm definitely like fascinated on how people obtain that information. So that is cool that you're interested in that, Ashley. And you've been into that for a while. Like every time I've asked you about what you want to do yes. for like, the last couple of years, you've been into that. So that's cool. Mm -hmm. You should watch The Blacklist. Oh my gosh, that's just so good. What is that I about? love it. It's like, it's FBI. Okay. He, the guy, the main guy, like he is a criminal himself, but he, has a list of like the hundred worst criminals and like in illegal ways he like stops them all. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Yeah, I'm into that kind of stuff. Like I just watched. Um, you guys may have actually learned about this in your history classes, but I just watched a documentary called Waco. Are you guys have you guys learned about the Waco siege oh. before? I watched the first episode. Yeah. yeah. So that's like there are three events in the early '90s that are all kind of uh, strung together. So there was a there was a event called Ruby Ridge that happened in northern Idaho that um basically was it where the fbi like kind of overstepped their boundaries and were a little bit too aggressive and killed some people they shouldn't have killed and so they tried to make up for it by shutting down this religious cult in texas because they had a bunch of firearms and they thought like they were actually about to be defunded by president clinton because they were they had kind of messed up and they were you know didn't have very much goodwill so they saw this opportunity to come in and like hey if we can show that we can recover these innocent women and children who are in this uh religious cult that have a bunch of illegal weapons and they're being abused we can show that we're worth it and so they were kind of hell-bent on breaking this case and they ended up getting way too militarized and ended up burning this compound down when they were trying to tear gas it and so like 76 people died women and children and people of all ages so then if you guys are familiar with the Oklahoma City bombing, that was basically a retaliation to what happened at Waco and at Ruby Ridge. So there's three major events in the 90s that I'm like super into historically. 
and Waco. There's like six part document. It's a mini series and it's really well done. Uh, yeah, I was I wasn't finished Claiborne. I was on episode three. I didn't know that. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, <laughs> giving you all what? a Guys, we had to watch Ruby Ridge in Mr. Valine's class. One of like a yeah. I was probably asleep. It's, <laughs> definitely still watch it because it's very fascinating. Like, I, like I'm super yeah. into history and that is, cool. it's one of my favorite historical events. So I stayed up like literally until two o'clock last night watching the final. I watched five episodes yesterday. So, dang, gosh, very good. So, all right, um, Allison, you haven't talked in a while. Share what? Are, what are you doing after high school? I'm going to Purdue, and I'm majoring in nursing. What do you want to do? Like, what kind of nursing do you want to do? I know there's like different tracks. Um, I want to be a nurse anesthetist, so I'll practice nursing for a couple years and then go back to grad school. So Allison wants to make a lot of money is what she's telling us <laughs> she's, no allison will make it for sure nurse anesthetists take, make like at least six figures starting out so you you are very capable of doing that because you're obviously a good student i figured you would do something that is more aligned with like math because you're such a good math student yeah i do really like math um i'm really fascinated with like healthcare, and i just love it um, but I like medication, and that has, like, a lot of math, like, equations with it, too. Yeah. So I thought that would, like, play nicely with the nurse anesthetist. Plus, I, like, job chatted and everything over last summer. Cool. Abby, what about you? I'm going to Purdue, and I'm going to study either mechanical engineering or industrial design. There are not very many women in engineering. So, like, if you're, a, I, I've read this before because I had a friend in college who was in engineering, and she mm -hmm. said that like, it's not. I shouldn't say easy, but like, there are the people really want women engineers. I don't know. Like, it's just like it's just a very like non-populated area. And so, if you're a capable woman engineer, like, you're very sought after. So, that's cool. Yeah. You're just you're, you'll be in the minority. Like, you'll be in classes probably with ninety-five percent men. But yeah. Uh, maybe maybe not at Purdue because it's such an engineering yeah. focused school. You know, yeah, they let um. But... I heard that they do like fifty fifty, okay. like girls and boys. So. Yeah, because this girl was at WKU, which is not like a you know an engineering hotbed or anything. But I figured it's still it's still definitely more of a male dominated field for whatever reason. So um, that's cool. It'll be mm -hmm. a, kind of a trailblazer. Oh yeah. Faith, what about you? I'm going to USI and I'm majoring in social work. I feel like we talked about this. I, did you not? I feel like you would have gone to IU. I feel like that was like your. Uh, I, I was going. I was, yeah, I was planning on going to IU like until really just a couple of months ago. And um, I don't know. I went on a visit. I think the thing was like, since I want to do, I think I want to do, I don't know. I'm thinking about social work or like, I really like mission work I don't know the stuff that I like you don't get paid a lot yeah. and I use kind of expensive so I when I was just trying to be logical about it um so yeah and that's I really and I went on a visit at USI and I really like it so I'm that's excited how, that's how I was with journalism you don't get paid very much mm -hmm. so I didn't want to go to IU where I would have to pay a lot more when I can go to WKU yeah. and get the same education if not better and pay less yeah. money because I'm still yeah. paying off my student loans and it's been <laughs> eight years since I graduated so yeah still waiting on my stimulus check to come into so you know <laughs> money is tight right now so yeah um that's cool though um Rachel what about you 
I'm going to Purdue and I don't exactly know what I want to do yet. I'm going into exploratory studies. So that will hopefully help me figure it out. But I think maybe business, some sort of something like that. I don't know for sure though. What do you like? What are you passionate about? Like in terms of when you think about like what you could enjoy doing the rest of your life, I'm going to be a little bit of a mentor here. What are you, what are you passionate about? I like have like three, like I want to be a lawyer. I want to own my own business or I could do social work. Like I'm passionate about all of those things. What kind of business would you crazy. Probably just like a small business. Like what? Like what product? Like would you like? Um, I don't know. <laughs> Ice cream would be cool. <laughs> you should just buy it, buy a truck, and have an ice cream truck. <laughs> yeah, I know. I ha- I'm just passionate about a lot of things, so I can't dial it down because I just love want to do everything. So yeah. business is like very broad, so that might help me to do yeah. a lot of things. The Craner yeah. School of Business is really good at Purdue, too. Okay. Yeah. And the exploratory is super good. Like, they help you so much find what you want to major in. I feel like West Lafayette is in a good position because you're, like, an hour from Chicago and an hour from Indianapolis. So, it's, like, a, and I, I actually like West Lafayette as a town, too. It's a pretty cool town. Um, but, yeah, you're, yeah. like, right in the middle of two big cities. So, you know, if you ever want to go, like – for here, we're fortunate in Bowling Green. We're, we're just an hour north of Nashville. So, like, we can go down there and shop or do whatever. So, like, y'all can go to Chicago. You can go to Indy, you know, do whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I'd be jealous because I'd want to go to some Bears games. But, you know, you can go to, like, a Cubs game, a White Sox game. You can go to Indianapolis for whatever. So, that's – yeah, that's a cool spot. I will say, though, make sure you bring plenty of warm clothes because it gets freaking cold yeah. in the winter. Oh. The, the, the two times that I've been to Purdue have always been in January. I had a friend in college that was there, so we went to a couple basketball games, and it was so cold, and there was so much snow. And this was cool. Like you guys may already know about this, but like it's a big tradition there where when it snows, people will get like lunch trays, and they will sled down a big hill on their lunch tray. <laughs> That's like a big so thing. They got rid of the lunch trays because of that, because my dad used to go there. Oh, and really? They don't have the lunch trays anymore? Yeah, they got rid of them. That's funny. <laughs> There was a lot of really cool, like, and I think at most big colleges it's like this, but, like, I was comparing Purdue to Western, you know, at the time. But, like, Purdue had a lot of really good, like, uh, food halls that you could eat at. So, that was cool. I like I like. Yeah, their food's really good. Lydia, what are you doing after high school? Um, I'm going to U.S. side, but I'm going in undecided because I didn't really know what I wanted to do. So, I figured I'd give college a try. What I'm going to ask the same thing I asked Rachel. What are you passionate about? I literally have no clue like uh, I don't know I was gonna go into like construction and like work on that but I don't know because I can't read a tape measure so it's gonna (laughs) (laughs) might be a little bit of a problem yeah (laughs) might be but um yeah cool all right all right so this is the the last question I always like to ask people that are on my show so y'all can answer this uh one at a time Ashton we'll start with you but um so I, the show name of the show is in no hurry and so um basically like now that we are not really we're in a time where we're not really in a hurry at all typically the question is framed about how people make themselves slow down in their lives to like you know relax or whatever right now we're in a position where not a whole lot's going on so what have you guys found to be the most useful uh the i guess the most useful way that you're spending your time um probably being outside a lot 
that has um, made the days go by faster. And also just kind of at night time, like I'll read a couple um, verses from the Bible and get closer to God. And, but mainly being outside a lot has really took my mind off things. And you said you were reading The Case for Christ as well, right? Mm-hmm. How, is, how yeah. far along are you on that book? I'm like four chapters in so far. If you, first of all, if you guys need any book recommendations, please ask me because I am now a, uh, I read and review books for B&H Publishing, which is a Christian publisher. So I get sent books every month for free to read and review them. And so, and I get to have a lot of authors on this show. And so I get to actually like, what's really cool is I read these books and I really like them. Then I get to talk to the authors of the books. So most of them are Christian books. So if you guys read Christian books or any Christian nonfiction, like I have a ton of good suggestions because um, I fortunately get to talk to some of these authors and hear from them about their books. So I have not read Case for Christ yet, but when I read the other like 15 books that I have on my list, then I'll put that one on there. I have so many books that like I need to read because they're just sitting on my bookshelf, which I have no excuse right now. I should be reading a lot more than I am, but I'll do other things. Allison, what about you? What have, how have you been spending your time? Um, well, I just like that. I get to like see my family more um, since my brother moved back from college and just like getting to actually spend time with my family and parents, especially since I'm just like, go, go, go all the time. I still work a lot, but um, I get to see them a lot more. How's it going working at Target? Is it pretty busy? Um, inside our store, it's not that busy, but my department specifically is like picked up a lot because it's like dry ups and pickups and like shipping orders out. Um, so that's kind of chaotic every single day, but we like have to wear face masks now and everything's like very like meticulous and planned out. Yeah. And it's just kind of like crazy how things evolve. Yeah, in a couple of weeks here in Kentucky, I think everybody's going to have to wear face masks whenever they're out in public, which I don't know why they don't just start it now. I don't know why they announced it now and said in like a couple of weeks you're going to have to. But like I went to the chiropractor today and fortunately they're open now. This is the first week they've been open since the shutdown, but I had to wear a face mask when I went in there. That's the first time I've worn one. I just, I can't breathe yeah. in them. I don't know how, I don't know how you work a whole shift in it. Cause I don't know how the healthcare workers do it. Cause I mean, they're wearing like all kinds of stuff. I don't know how they do it either. Yeah. I've kind of gotten used to it. And I have like one of the homemade masks, which I feel like are a lot more comfortable, yeah. but I don't know. I'm just like scared. Cause like, what if that's like the new normal that like we all have to wear face masks whenever we go out in public. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I hope, I hope that this is not a long-term thing because yeah, I definitely do not want to be wearing a face mask everywhere that I go. And if that's the case, I will probably be outside a lot less because I don't want to have to do that. But yeah. Faith, <laughs> Faith what about you? What have, have you, what, I guess, what is the a useful way you've been spending your time? Um, I know that like everything's, things are really hard right now and it's scary, but I think there's also like blessings and like, I have time to just like wake up and like spend time in the word before I do anything else. And before with school, like I'd have to rush and get ready real fast to go and like just more time for that. And like also getting to be with my family before I'm not like leaving Evansville for college, but I'm moving into a different house. So it's still like, also there's another blessing to get to spend more time like with my family before moving out. So um, that's been good to try and like see the good things. Yeah. Abby, what about you? 
Wow, there's a lot of things that I'm doing now. It's kind of crazy. Um, so I'm still working like 25 hours a week and like we're wearing those masks and everything and it's crazy all the time. But like when I'm not in school, like I still have more time than I did before. And so we and my family were just talking about this. Like my sister was already at Purdue and like I was going to be going to Purdue. And so like this spring and summer were like the last ones like that we would all be together before like Mary turns 21 and like moves out and goes to grad school and so this has just like brought us all back in yeah which is actually like really cool and we have like a really close like neighborhood community and like I'm really close with my grandpa and my neighbor and like it's just cool that I'll be with them for longer and like I can really like value that time before I mean like I'm going to be coming home in the summers for college but I just feel like it's going to be different yeah and I'm also like spending more time in the word and just like doing everything that I wanted to that I never could I try to like wake up every morning and like think like I want to do something today that I'll like appreciate later that I did when I have time to like be not in quarantine so yeah that's good Lydia what about you um I've been going on walks every morning by myself so I can think about stuff and like what I'm gonna do today and then I go to work and I just paint every single thing and I just sit there and <laughs> no, is this gonna be my life? Where do you Oh my gosh, we've changed like all the door colors. I mean the restaurant is just a whole new thing. It's like oh my god. That's cool. Where do you work, Lydia? Hacienda. Oh, that's right. Okay. No. I'm tired of it. So you're you're, you're not even doing you're painting there? I'm painting, yeah, and cleaning. Wow. We um we like bleach all the floors today. It seems like a lot of restaurants and places like that are using this time to like remodel or like you know repaint or whatever, just because well, they, don't have they got like the small business loan. So like all of us, like the people that are like extras, we're getting like forty hours a week, and if we don't, then they like up our hours. Yeah, because like, they have to use that. Work, so it's like, like where I work, we got that too because we're a small business and like. You, the, whenever you get a small business loan, the government actually audits how you spend the money because it has to be. There's certain things it has to be spent on, or you have to yeah. pay it back. But if you spend it on certain things, I don't think that you have to. Re, uh, you, it's it's like it's not a loan; it's like a gift, if I understand it right, correctly. So yeah, it's uh, it's crazy how many different businesses are getting that loan right now. Like I think the whole program was exhausted of their money because so many people requested the money. So. Yeah, but we're, like, running out of things to do. Like, we're literally cleaning trash cans every single day. And we're not even using them, so we're just, like, cleaning <laughs> trash cans for no reason. It's like, okay. And also today, we were also cleaning, like, the sidewalks. Like, we were just, like, power washing them, like, so satisfying. We are like, oh, yeah, like, there's a little worm out there. Getting... <laughs> we killed a frog today. We actually drowned him. Oh. oh, my God. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, all right Rachel finish this off what have you been doing to spend your time okay well mainly the same as everyone um with like the family because I'm going away for college it's definitely been a blessing in disguise to um like be with my family more my parents especially because my dad works from home so like we're all just here all the time and it's kind of cool to um just hang out before I go and also it like allowed me to be more thankful like not seeing my grandparents or like us talking on the phone more with them it's just like I realized like I like 
didn't wasn't grateful for the time I had with them now that it's taken away I guess so that's cool too so yeah just family and just everyone staying connected and just trying to reach out to people and yeah well you guys are great this was awesome to catch up with you guys I'm so proud of you guys and I can't wait to see what you guys do in your next chapter of your life I hate that you don't get to have the kind of closure that you wanted to your senior year but and I'm glad that we can kind of reflect on your high school tennis career and some of your favorite memories and, you know, whether you guys continue playing tennis either for fun or in the, at the club level in college, you know, I hope that this experience, you know, I hope, I hope you felt like you grew up and learned a lot and, you know, matured. And I hope, I hope it was a valuable experience. Obviously like playing tennis is part of it, but like, I don't know, I've always viewed my role as a coach a lot more than just coaching tennis like I wanted to you know I wanted to see you guys grow up as people and I feel like you guys have all done that since your freshman year and obviously like listening to what your guys's plans are for yourselves you guys are are going to do great things and if you guys ever need me for anything whether that's a recommendation letter or you have you need advice for college or whatever the case is you guys know you can call me text me whatever because I don't want, you know, I, I don't want us to quit talking just because you're no longer on my tennis team or whatever. I mean, I hope you guys know that, like, you guys can always call me or reach out to me whenever you need. So thank you guys so much for being great players and great people. I've really appreciated it, and I've always enjoyed coaching you guys. Oh, Claiborne, you've been the best coach ever. Yes, we are very grateful for you. Yeah. Well, thank you guys. It's settled. You're coming up to Purdue to visit us yeah. <laughs> that would be fun yeah that would be fun um hopefully actually uh, you know Purdue's football coach was previously the western kentucky football coach so hopefully i don't know if western will ever play them but that'd be fun yeah i i definitely was hoping that the season starts on time because western is supposed to play at iu so if that happens i will definitely be there but yeah it'd be fun to go up to purdue game i've never been to a purdue football game but that'd be fun so yeah um all right well guys i hope you have a great uh rest of the school year however however it's supposed to look i know it's all online right now and i don't know how that's going to go the rest of the year but i hope it goes well and i hope um you know whatever whatever you guys can do to make it as normal as you can be like i hope you guys are able to have some graduation parties because that's obviously a fun part of graduation as well so if you guys have those are able to let me know because i will drive up from bowling green i don't care if it's two hours if you all could do them in succession that would be nice because i could just stay overnight and not have to drive. yeah if you could coordinate your graduation trips just for me that'd be great no um but yeah i hope i hope the rest of your year can be as normal as it can be i know that's kind of weird to say right now because we don't really know what normal is but you guys are awesome very proud of you and grateful that we could take some time to talk thank you for everything Clayborne. thank you, thank you. Well, that was a lot of fun. I'm very grateful to have had a chance to catch up with them and reminisce on some of our favorite memories and just hear different stories about their time playing at Wrights and obviously getting to share some stuff from my perspective as a coach. And I just, I felt like, you know, given the circumstances, that was the best we could do in terms of a little bit of closure for them for their senior year and just have a chance to reminisce because Ultimately, that's one of the best parts of your senior year is obviously enjoying the year, but getting to look back on the previous years. If you have ever been a part of an athletic team of any sort, you know how special that bond can be with your teammates, especially whenever you've experienced success like we have. 
And so when you aren't able to see it out and have it in the way that you want it to, it can be really, really difficult. You know, anytime a season of mine has ended on a loss, I've always been okay with it because you're able to go out and you're able to compete. And if the other team beats you, well, that's part of sports. You accept that loss and you move on. But what made this so difficult is that our season ended before we were even able to compete. So it feels like we suffered a loss in a match that we weren't even able to play. And all of this was completely out of our control and there was nothing we could do about it. And as a coach, there was no way for me to really coach my players through it. I didn't have the perfect words to say. I didn't didn't really even know how to deal with it myself. And so I think we're finally coming to grips with it and accepting the fact that, you know, we're just not going to have a season. And all that we could do was reflect on the things that we're grateful for and some of our favorite memories. And I'm grateful that we got to do that in this conversation. So I really do hope you guys enjoyed this. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you need to get a hold of me at all, I would love for you to follow me on Instagram. I'm Cole Claiborne on Instagram and Twitter. You can also follow the podcast Instagram page, which is at in no hurry podcast. I'll have all those links in the show notes. You can also send me an email in no hurry at coleclayborn.com. Or I would also love for you to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That really does help. It lets people know that this is a show that they might also want to listen to. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. I hope you guys enjoyed the athlete features this month. I hope you enjoyed hearing from the different athletes and how this pandemic is affecting their world. Obviously, sports are just one sector of life that we deal with, but I've been very encouraged by how these athletes, especially my high school athletes, are handling this. Been very encouraged by their maturity and their entire outlook on this. So thank you guys. I hope you guys have a great weekend. I hope you guys find some time to relax and not be in a hurry. And we'll see you back on Monday.